Welcome to the To Faithful Men podcast. This project started in 2006 to preserve old sermon and study tapes of Wiley Flanagan, Hassel Wallace, and Mike Strebel. 2 Timothy 2.2 says, And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. For this cause, the king was angry. And boy, that kind of shows you that uh, uh, something about his uh, character. Uh, and very furious, and commanded to destroy all the wise men about it. Now notice that all. That got Daniel, see. That got these three boys that just had their diploma. They were getting ready to hang it up on their wall. And yet, Daniel didn't know anything about it. And the decree went forth that, that the wise men should be slain. And they sought Daniel and his fellows to be slain. Then Daniel answered with counsel and wisdom to Arioch, the captain of the king's guard, which was gone forth to slay the wise men of Babylon. See, Arak was the man that was in charge of this execution. Now, he was going to slay all the wild men. When he came to Daniel, he says, Daniel, your time's up. Your number's up. And he says, uh, uh, he won't know why, why the rush? Why, what's, why the haste? Verse 15, he answered and said to Arak, the king's captain, why is the decree so hasty from the king? Then Arach made known, made the thing known to Daniel. You see? Now this is the first time Daniel knew anything about it. Arach sat down with Daniel and told him, he said, Now, uh, Nebuchadnezzar's dreamed a dream. He brought in all of his, the Chaldean soothsayers, brought before him. He told him, he said, Now, uh, tell me the dream and the interpretation, and I'll give you great rewards, honor, and uh, power. And uh, he said, But if you don't, it's going to be your neck. And they couldn't do it. So he commanded that all of them to be killed. And he says, that gets you. That gets you and uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And then Daniel. Notice verse uh, 16. Then Daniel went in and desired of the king that he would give him time and that he would show the king the interpretation. Now you see the, the wise men ask for the dream. Daniel asked for time. Notice what he said. He says, give us time and we'll tell you the dream. See? Now, <clears throat> he, he didn't know any more about that dream than, than those wise men did. But the wise men knew that there were some gods in heaven somewhere that didn't dwell with flesh. Well, Daniel knew that God, see. And that was a difference. He knew he knew who he was. So, Daniel went in. Now, that doesn't mean that Daniel went in before the king. That, uh, he, uh, I think Daniel wanted to see him all right. He, that, I think that was Daniel's purpose. But he didn't get to see the king, as, as verse 25 will show us a little later. But he, uh, but he just got to this, uh, he, he just got to Mr. Powell, Mr. Jody, you know. He just got to his secretary. And his secretary, he tells him all about it. 
and tells him what he wants, says, give me some time. All right. Then notice the king, verse, uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, 17. Then Daniel went, went to his house. You see, Daniel had to go to the library and consult all the books on dreams, see how to interpret dreams. He had to call a conference. He had to call a council, see. Now, what he did, he went and said, boys, let's pray. See. He, 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 it wasn't time to study uh, astrology, soothsayers. He, he says, so he came back to his home, to the boys, and uh, he made the thing known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, see, his companions. And they would desire mercies of the God of heaven concerning this secret, that Daniel and his fellows should not perish with the rest of the wise men about them. Now then, there's an expression in verse 18 that's very important uh, in prophecy. And that's the expression, God of heaven. You never find it except in Daniel, in Ezekiel, in Nehemiah, and in Revelation. It's in Ezekiel because Ezekiel is a part of it. He's a contemporary. That is, he lives at the same time. He's undergoing the same uh, uh, circumstances. He's living, he's a part of the life of Daniel in Babylon. Nehemiah is a man that was, was also a captain in here and was a great leader during this period. And he's a man that led a, a group uh, back to Jerusalem to build the temple, you know, and the walls. Nehemiah, how he run into trouble in building the walls and so on. All right, All right you find this word, God of heaven. Now why? Up to now, uh, what did what did uh, uh, Elijah say to Ahab? Up in Northern Kingdom now, over a hundred years before this, hundred and fifty uh, years before this, uh, he went up to Ahab and he said, "The Lord God of Israel liveth, not the God of heaven liveth." But the Lord God of heaven lived. Well now, why? When Israel, when the Jews were in the land of Palestine, when they were under the uh, 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 rule and will of God in Palestine, they always, they addressed God as a God of our father Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The God of Israel does it. The God of Israel, the King of Israel, neither sleeps nor slumbers, see? The King of Israel will fight for us. And when things were put in the future, uh, the future will be done as it has been done in the past by the God of Israel delivered us, see? That delivered Moses. But not so. In verse 18, And they would desire mercies of the God of heaven. And you want to find the expression son of man a little later in, in here. That'll be uh, worth. But I just pointed that out so to be on the lookout as we uh, go along. All right. He says, the God of heaven uh, that Daniel and his fellows should not perish. Now, what they wanted, they said, now look, we want, uh, let's request of God mercies. They didn't, they weren't after 
They, they, they were all at the mercy of God. They were upon, uh, they knew that they were nothing. In Nebuchadnezzar's sight, they were wise men. They were men of prominence. They gave evidence of being, uh, worth something to the king, see, and a bright future. But now, uh, Daniel and the three boys, uh, we, we, all we want is mercy from God. Then, was the secret revealed unto Daniel in a night vision. Now, see, he's alone. Now, uh, the three boys are not with him. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever. Now, what's he doing? He's returning thanks. God gave, see, in verse 19, now notice, then Daniel blessed, uh, then was the secret revealed unto Daniel in a night vision. That's in verse, verse 19. And then immediately Daniel gives thanks to God. And there's a sevenfold praise, a thanksgiving to God. First, for wisdom and might are his. See? Second, he changeth the times and the seasons. Third, he, God of heaven, removeth kings and setteth up kings. He giveth wisdom, fourth, he giveth wisdom to the wise. Fifth, knowledge to them that know understanding. Sixth, he revealeth the deep and secret things. Seventh, he knoweth what is in the darkness and the, and the light dwelleth with him. Now that's a sevenfold uh, element of his thanksgiving in behalf of the making the, uh, the king's dream known. Now, if you'll, if you'll notice those elements, you you can you can get an idea of the of the dream, what the dream was about. He see now notice he he changeth the times and the seasons. He removeth kings, and he saith that king. Now you see that's what this dream is going to be about, isn't it? About removing kings and setteth up kings. And he giveth wisdom to the wise, and knowledge to them that know understanding. He revealeth the deep secret things. He knoweth what is in the darkness. So, uh, see, God knows all things. You don't have to, uh, it'll make a difference whether uh, Nebuchadnezzar dreamed it, or whether Daniel dreamed it. God's knowledge uh, is just as extensive to either. Alright, then verse 23, Daniel continues, and he says, I thank thee, and praise thee, O thou God of my fathers, who hast given me wisdom and might, and hast made known unto me now what we desired of thee. Now notice, see, it was made known only to Daniel, yet the four prayed that the dream might be made known. See? For thou hast now made known unto us 
the king's matter. Now, notice how Daniel brings in the other, the us. And he says, we will make known every time. He, whatever Daniel did, he did it incorporating the other three to, with the togetherness of the, the three, uh, friends. Alright? Therefore, Daniel went in unto Arach. Now, who Arach? You remember, he was that old boy that, uh, that looked up Daniel a while ago. Uh, and uh, was about to kill Daniel. See, now then Daniel goes to look, uh, is looking for Arah instead of reverses this uh, well, procedure. Whom the king had ordained to destroy the wise men of Babylon. He went and said thus unto him, Destroy not the wise men of Babylon. Now there was a reason why Nebuchadnezzar wanted to put those wise men to death was because they couldn't reveal his dream, make it known, and tell them what it meant. Well, now then, you see, Daniel, he says, destroy, don't destroy, uh, uh, don't kill them. He says, bring me in before the king, and I will show unto the king the interpretation. Oh, boy, look at verse 25. Here's this old boy, he just, just he jump, jumps all over himself, see? And he goes into the king, he makes the king feel, think he's been out all this time looking for somebody that could make known the dream. That he was, had Nebuchadnezzar's interest at heart, see? He's wanting to raise, he's wanting to get up a big place in the kingdom. So he comes in before the king, and he says, I have found the man of the captives of Judah that will make known unto the king the interpretation. I have found the man. Don't you see? He won't take the credit. He letting the king know, oh boy, Nebuchadnezzar, me and you gonna go somewhere now. You just give me some of that honor. You just give me some of that uh, gift, you know, some of that wisdom. And we'll go, I found your man now. Well, Mark, never, it, the mark distinction there between a man of God and one that's not. Daniel was unselfish with his vision. And this man won't go. Yeah, alright. Now verse, uh, verse 26, the king answered and said to Daniel, <laughs> <laughs> you see, now then, a, uh, this is the first time that Nebuchadnezzar now, ha, uh, Daniel has been before Nebuchadnezzar since this, since he dreamed his dream. Uh, <clears throat> the king answered and said to Daniel, whose name was Belteshazzar. See, see, uh, they couldn't stand those names, Daniel. Daniel means God is my judge. Hananiah means beloved of the Lord. See? And Mishael means who is as God. In other words, Mishael is like God. See? And, uh, and, uh, Azariah, uh, down there, uh, is, uh, one, uh, who, uh, has God, uh, for his object. In other words, he's, he's looking, Azariah's man that look for God for things. See? Alright, but now what did, uh, what did this, uh, Unit do. The first thing he did, he said, oh no, we got to get rid of them names. We don't know what around here. Well, cause Daniel mean God is my judge. Oh, we're going to change his name to Belteshazzar. Babylon's God. Bel is the Babylonian God, see. Shadrach. Rach is a sun god. Babylonian sun god. They worship the sun god. So they changed, uh, Hananiah's name to, uh, to Shadrach, you see. Mishael to Meshach. 
another one of the Babylonian gods. And Azariah uh, to Abednego, the servant of Nego, another Babylonian god, see. Well, now then, so uh, the king answered and said to, to Belteshazzar, see, to Daniel, Art thou able to make known unto me the dream which I have seen and the interpretation thereof? Daniel answered in the presence of the king and said, The secret which the king hath demanded cannot the wise men, the astrologers, the magicians, the soothsayers show unto the king? But there is a God in heaven that revealeth secrets and maketh known to the king Nebuchadnezzar what shall be in the latter days. Now you see this? See, he went to sleep worrying about the latter days. This dream has to do with the latter days. This dream is what's uh, going to have to do with what's to come in the future, see? All right. Uh, he said, Thy dream and the visions of thy head upon thy bed are these. As for thee, O king, thy thoughts came into thy mind upon thy bed. What should come to pass hereafter? You see, Daniel uh, told him very quickly that uh, what he was thinking about when he went to sleep was uh, the hereafter, what would come to pass, what was, uh, what would the future hold? And he that revealeth secrets maketh known to thee what shall come to pass. But as for me, this secret is not revealed to me for any wisdom that I have more than any living. In other words, Daniel is telling him that the wise men were right when they told you that there was no man on earth could recall your dream to give you the interpretation of it. Daniel is uh, is simply telling Nebuchadnezzar that uh, before we go too far, before you think that I'm doing this, that I know the answer, I want to give the credit to God. God of heaven knows, see. Uh, he says, uh, I have, he says, for any wisdom that I have more than any living, but for their sakes that shall make known, but for their sake shall make known the interpretation to the king. And that that thou mightest know the thoughts of thy heart. All right, verse thirty-one begins with the forgotten dream. With the dream uh, Daniel described, he says, "Thou, O king, sawest and beheld a great image. This great image, whose brightness was excellent, stood before thee." And the form thereof was terrible. This image head was of fine gold, his breast and his arms of silver, his belly and his thighs of brass, his legs of iron, his feet part of iron and part of clay. Thou sawest till that a stone was cut out without hand, which smote the image upon his feet that were of iron and clay, and break them to pieces. Then was the iron, the clay, the brass, the silver, and the gold broken to pieces together, and became like the chaff of the summer threshing floors, and the wind carried them away, and no place was found for them. 
And the stone that smote the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. Now notice verse 36. Did Daniel say to Nebuchadnezzar, Is this your dream? Look at that verse. Look what he said. Daniel says, This is the dream. Daniel wasn't... He had no doubts about what he dreamed, did he? He didn't ask Daniel, did he? Uh, well, if you got through telling the, uh, uh, the king the dream, well, when you say, well, now, now, does that, do you recall that? Your honor, does that sound, is that what you dream? He didn't say that's, is it your dream? He didn't ask him. He told him that this was his dream. And we, notice he got those other three boys in there with him, you see, giving him just as much credit as he, yet God only revealed it to Daniel. And then he says, uh, and we will tell the interpretation uh, thereof before the king. All right, now, before we start the interpretation, you want to get it, uh, you, you, you know your, your, you, you know the dream. I mean, you know this vision. You know what, you know the contents of this verse. Uh, you know that he saw a man, picture of a man, and his head was of gold. That was different metals. It had gold, the breast and the arms were of silver. The belly and thighs were brass. And the legs were of iron. The feet and toes were iron and clay mixed. Now that's all he's, uh, now that, that's what you saw. You saw, you dreamed you saw a man. Great image. And uh, you kept looking at it till you saw a stone that was cut out of a mountain without hands. And that stone struck. It smote. It didn't come rolling. It came with force. With, with power. And it smote the image in the feet. It hit him in the head. It hit him in the heart. Struck the image in the feet. And that, and then he says that as a result of that, the image was broken to pieces. And the wind, like chaff before the threshing floor, when they throw up the grain, you know, in the wind and, and let it blow the husk out. The wind blew away the residue, the remnancy. Alright? And no place was found for them. Now that looks like that's talking about judgment, doesn't it? If, if something strikes, if something smites, and it crushes something, it destroys it, it brings it to pieces, and then the wind blows it away that no place is found that that, that was the end of it. But then notice what happened to the stone. See? All, 
there, there comes an end of that, that vision, that man, that picture, see. But then he says, the stone, that smoked image, became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. Now, when did the stone, uh, when did the, uh, the, the uh, stone smite? The civilization was in existence. This image was in existence when the stone smote. Now, <clears throat> you see, the, the, now here's where we come to eschatology and interpretation now with about this dream. And we'll, we'll read, uh, uh, as to, the rolling stone, they'll tell you that this uh, uh, has to do with the kingdom of God in the earth, see? And that stone is a stone kingdom. But let's read, let's read the interpretation first. <clears throat> uh, verse 37, Thou, O king, art a king of kings, for the God of heaven hath given thee a kingdom, power, and strength, and glory. And wheresoever the children of men dwell, the beast of the field and the fowls of the heaven hath he given into thine hand, and hath made thee ruler over them all. Thou art this head of gold. Now, uh, <clears throat> we mentioned, I don't know where it was uh, in a, earlier, about the delegated dominion of the earth to man. In Genesis 1.28, God said to Adam to take charge of the earth. Gave it to him. He said, have dominion over the earth. Over everything that swims in the water. Everything that walks or creeps upon the earth. Everything that flies in the air. You're a boss. See? But you know that, <laughs> that had an end. And that kingdom and that power that Adam had came to an end at the flood. There was judgment. But there was also uh, salvation uh, displayed by the remnant. Then in Genesis uh, 9, you have another beginning. After the flood, God said to Noah, the same thing he said Adam have dominion rule over the earth replenish the earth and have dominion the 11th chapter of Genesis right out here in the neighborhood of Babylon at the Tower of Babel where they wanted to build one high enough to go all the way God brought judgment in the confusion of tongues. And the judgment was scattered throughout the earth. Then there was a remnant of that scattering that was lived down little below Babylon. Ur of the Chaldees was a man by the name of Abraham. Abram at the time. And God called him. He went up the Euphrates, the Mesopotamia, to Haran, and then back down to Shechem, to Jerusalem, and all down through Palestine, to Hebron, and then on into Egypt. 
But God called Abraham. And Paul in Romans 4, 13 says that Abraham was heir of the world. Heir of the world. Not heaven. Well, we're talking about the earth. We're talking about kingdoms now in this book of Daniel. Now, uh, in the 19th chapter of Exodus, God uh, gave Moses the law, brought him up to give it to him. And he presented it to the to Israel, to the nation. And they said, yes, we'll do it. Everything he says, we will do. And from that day until Zedekiah had his eyes punched out, Israel was recognized as the authority that had dominion over this earth. But what happened? Daniel 1 1. Uh, Daniel 1-2 says, The Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand, into Nebuchadnezzar's hand. Alright, here in uh, uh, chapter 2, verse 37 and 38 says, Notice, Thou, O king, art a king of kings, for the God of heaven hath given thee a kingdom, power, and strength, and glory. And wheresoever the children of men dwell, wherever they dwell, the beasts of the field, the fowls of the heaven, hath he given into thine hand, and hath made thee ruler over them all. Now don't that sound like the same authority, same power that Adam, Noah, the children of Israel had? Well, certainly. What is it? Thou art this head of gold. Well, who are you, Nebuchadnezzar? He's king of Babylon. The head of gold represents, in other words, the Babylonian Empire. You see. Now, how long? What about uh, uh, Nebuchadnezzar? Nebuchadnezzar sees this image, and he sees it destroyed. And then he sees a stone. Another kingdom fill the whole earth. See? So here's the, here's the, here uh, Nebuchadnezzar is just represents exactly what Jesus said in Luke 21, 24. Talking about that period of time called the times of the Gentiles. Nebuchadnezzar, a, a Gentile. God given the kingdom over to the Nebuchadnezzar. Power to have charge over the earth, over the fowl, over the men, the beasts of the field, the fowls of heaven. Hath he given into thine hand, and hath made thee ruler over them all. Thou art this head of gold. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and share with a friend. Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord.